So, he- hello everyone and welcome back to Enlightenment Terms. So, today is going to be the final episode for um this Floating City series. So, we're just going to kind of um wrap things up and get final opinions about the Floating City and um actually just discuss how feasible I think it is. Like, if I think it will become a thing of the future. So, first of all, I just want to say that once I did start researching this, I was thinking, well, at first I was thinking, um, a floating city does sound kind of ridiculous, but once I researched how they were going to build it and what they were going to use to support it with and anchors and things like that, it seemed pretty pretty doable actually it doesn't it doesn't seem well it's not as sci as sci-fi as some people would think a photo city would be so i do like that but at the same time i think that the simplicity of this project does imply that we're in much trouble that we think we are so i can i'll expand on that later i just wanted to kind of hook you in with it so um, when discussing global warming today, we have to consider um, our past, of course, because we have learned from our past, thankfully. Um, our existing use of fossil fuels that was all kicked out by the global, um, the uh, industrial revolution, our uses of fossil fuel, coal, gas, things like that, petroleum, and nothing being maximized, nothing working efficiently. It all kind of just was blowing out smoke so um thankfully countries are now trying to go more green and use more renewable resources unfortunately the u.s is still kind of behind in that area and while it is great that other countries are picking up this or kind of picking up the slack that we can't isn't is not helping as much because global warming is a global effort like everyone has to come together and it's great that those countries are not polluting anymore but the u.s needs to get on board we have to begin making a change to help slow the curve of global warming so for example sweden has eliminated the use of fossil fuels within its borders completely and iceland generates the most clean electricity per person on earth so things like these people are already we're we're living in 2020. They're living in 3020. <laughs> so, that was a froggy reference. I hope someone got it. So, um, I don't know why this is, but I think that this is because people are still able to cash doubt on global warming. And the first thing they'll say is this is natural. This is an earth natural cycle. And yes, they're right. This is a natural Earth, the earth does go through natural cycles and it's not seasons. It's not winter, summer, fall, spring, not those, but it's actually heating and cooling cycles. Um, and an example of one is, um, it happened about 125,000 years ago. It's called the last interglacial period. And, um, then sea level was about 13 to 20 feet higher than what it is now because of the Greenland and West Antarctic ice caps, ice caps melting. So, yes, that is a natural cycle, but with humans doing what we do, uh, creating electricity, burning fossil fuels, and driving around instead of walking five minutes, we're only putting the pedal to the metal. We're only intensifying 
this these these natural periods that do occur. So if we continue to not be if well if we continue to loosely kind of force the or not even force if we just continue to not really push becoming more efficient on our citizens a possible a very possible outcome would be that we melt everything we we melt green we melt the ice in greenland the west are the ice caps the ice covering the atlantic we melt all the glaciers we even melt the ice on the ice is on top of the mountains and if that were to happen, sea level would rise at approximately 230 feet. That's a lot of water. And that puts a lot of the east coast of the, of the state, I mean, not of the state, of the country, the entire country, in danger. So luckily for us, scientists have not predicted that we will we will see everything melt. But we will have to face some re- some serious repercussions for our actions. So, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has predicted that sea level could rise by 10 to 12 feet if global emissions are continued to not be taken seriously. We do not take global emissions seriously right now. And 10 to 12 feet does not sound like a lot until you actually think about all the extra problems and factors that come with 10 to 12 extra feet of water. 10 to 12 feet of extra water could put eight cities here in the United States underwater. And these these are not the only cities that are at risk, but these are the cities that will most definitely be underwater. And those are New Orleans, Miami, Houston, Atlantic City, and New Jersey, New York, Charleston, South Carolina, Boston, and Virginia Beach. Now, Seven of those eight cities are coastal cities, so it's not that much of a surprise. But Houston is not a coastal city. But it is still projected to be underwater because, for one, it is sinking at a rate of two inches per year, just like New Orleans, but because of excessive groundwater pumping. And two, it sits right in kind of like a cusp of the of the Gulf. So, large hurricanes and tropical storms will be hitting Houston, and it will have a huge impact. And I want to say that because people think people don't tend to think that they could be in danger because of sea level rise because they're not that close to the water. But the water can get to you, and it will get to you. So, do I think that there will be some pushback on this project? Yes, of course, there's pushback with everything. One reason being because we're so behind on the the kind of realization or not the realization the acting upon decreasing um decreasing our carbon emission things like that we know that there's a problem other countries know know that knows that there are a problem other countries have begun to use renewable resources and more clean energies, but we are not. It's quite as developed as other countries are in this area. And a second reason I think that there will be some pushback on this project because 
we need money. We need money for this project, but where are we to get it? Tax dollars? Mm, maybe. But I think that it would be hard to get this policy passed, seeing as that we can't even pass a policy to begin taxing carbon emissions that we know are hurting the environment. It just seems like we can never be on the same page with something that seems to be so common sense. But I, I guess it's something I'm missing. But I just think that in some instances when the well-being of not just a city, not just a state, but the entire world is at, is at stake, that we should take the best plan of action. And just because we, we're we not going to see that many repercussions in our lifetime or the next 50 years, it doesn't mean that we should we should just put it on the back burner because it has nothing nothing to, nothing to do with us. We're leaving this country for our children, our children, children, our children, children, children. So I don't understand how people um can't be so so like gung ho about helping climate change or helping to decrease climate change. So in my opinion, the floating cities are amazing. I love the idea. I love that we are taking into consideration all the people that will be that will be displaced by this by this um sea level rise because they're gonna need somewhere to go when their bed is underwater or they can't grow crops because of excessive water and the soil is now mud. They're gonna need somewhere to go. They're gonna need somewhere to live. And with 40% of people in the entire world living in coastal regions, which is a lot of people, it's going to be a huge problem. And we have yet to properly come up with a plan for these people or refugees for climate change. And I think that creating these floating cities will help us to avoid some of those hard kind of like moral questions like where we have to doubt ourselves or kind of like that so do I think that we will see floating cities well do I think I will see a floating city in my lifetime I do maybe in the next hundred years um the century I was born in 2000 so I'll say I'll put my money on 2070. 2070 will be the first floating city. But I don't think it'll be in the United States. I think it'll be in some other country. I hope one will be in the United States, though. But anyways, um, so that's it for this short series. I hope you all enjoyed it because I did. I enjoyed making this series very much so. Um, I don't know. Well, I kind of know what I want to do for my next series and I think I want to do life after the corona I don't want to say it but I think it's going to change for the better I think life's going to be better after the, the, the corona so um please continue tuning in I promise you it's not going to be boring and I hope you all are well and continue to be well. So thank you for listening.